traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Have a little... (laughs) I started my own business thinking that I was going to have more family time. <laughs> that is not the case. It's not? It's not the case. Oh, it's man. It's not the case. Um, there have definitely been 17-hour um, days. Yeah. Um, don't see my girls before I leave. Don't see my girls when I get home. Um, because, it, you know, I started out as a one-man show. Yeah. For sure. I mean, just, you know, nobody wants to help me load and unload boxes and, mm-hmm. you know. How do you feel about that trade-off? Because a lot of people have this misconception or this notion that, look, I don't want to work for somebody else. And I've, I know from entrepreneurship, like you will quit a 40 hour a week job to work 80 hours for yourself. Yep. So welcome to Success Leaves Clues podcast, where I find regular people doing it. Outstanding and phenomenal things in corporate America and entrepreneurship. Of course, I'm your host, Dr. K. I have with me today, Jennifer Stannard and the owner of AGG Designs. Mm -hmm. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk to you a little bit about how I've gotten where I am today. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And so, first of all, AGG Designs is an interior design company and... So um, we do some interior design, but our main focus is home staging. Um, Mm -hmm. But the the design part of it comes into play when I'm working with the investors that need a little bit more help than me just coming in and and putting furniture in the home where they, you know, once they get the keys to the house, I go in and I kind of help them with the layout and the finishes and the fixtures and the paint colors and maybe even taking some walls down here and there. So... Awesome. So what's the right time for your company to come in? It just depends on what services you're looking for. Um, again, I work with investors mm-hmm. as well as um, real estate agents okay. and and then homeowners one-on-one. Um, it just depends on what real estate agent the homeowner's working with. Um, yeah. I have a lot of agents that believe firmly in me coming in for what I call a consultation. And so basically they'll schedule a time for me to go and meet one-on-one with the homeowner in their home. Okay. Um, and so what I'll do then is walk through and talk to them about what they can do to prepare their house for the market. You know, it's so different when we live in our homes and we just don't see imperfections yeah. that visitors may see or what buyers notice. Mm-hmm. Um, Buyers are wonderful people, but they tend to see all the imperfections. Okay. Um, where once we live in our houses, we modify them to work for the flow of our families. Right. Um, so I just go in and I tell them how their home can appeal to the masses and what they can do to prepare it so that they can get those multiple offers and that they can get yeah. above asking. Um, so that's that's one of the aspects of, of what I do. And then again, of course, the staging part of it. So it could be that I come out to the house, you know, 
three months before mm-hmm. they're planning to list to help them go through and give them that to-do list. Okay. Sometimes it only takes you a week to prepare your house, but sometimes the list may be a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, so it might take that many. When you say preparing a house, what, what are we talking about? Okay. So I start at the mailbox, mm-hmm. work my way all the way inside, upstairs, downstairs, and outside. So basically doing the repairs that need to be done okay. to, to again, prepare your house. So um, giving paint color recommendations. Mm-hmm. We have to remove ourselves from the home because okay. a lot of times when buyers come in, they get distracted by who actually lives in the home because, you know, you may have your bridal portrait up or mm. you may have your kid guilty yeah kids on the wall okay you know, kids artwork on the wall yeah um i have a little obsession with cows um so i have a huge wall full of probably about 25 pictures of cows um that may not appeal to everybody so mm-hmm. you know as a buyer coming in mm-hmm. not only are the cows not appealing but it's also if i have 25 pieces of artwork on the wall yeah there's probably 25 plus holes so that's a big to do for buyers. Right, I didn't think of that. Yeah, so they're they're coming in, they're going, I have to paint. Yeah. Paint is a huge thing for buyers. Mm-hmm. They it it can be very expensive in their mind, but that is one of the most cost-effective ways for a seller mm-hmm. to neutralize and again prepare their home. It seems so simple to me because I don't even think that paint would distract me because I know mm-hmm. um I'm like, okay, so you walk into some houses, right, and they have each room is a different color. And while I wouldn't want my room to be pink, to me, that's minor, but I know it turns off a lot of other buyers. A lot of buyers, because it seems like in the past, I would say at least 10 years, buyers have lost the ability to see past what's in front of them. So you and I can walk into a home and see past the pink room. We can see past the um, parquet flooring, which is actually coming back in style now. But, you know, we can see past mm-hmm. those dated things or style-specific things. Mm-hmm. But um, 83% of your buyers today, they're looking for move-in ready. And that means neutralizing everything. So okay. when we decorate our homes and we're living in our homes, it's a big difference than when we're trying to sell and stage our homes. So mm-hmm. when I go from a pink room to a purple room to a blue room to a green room, what that does, not only when I'm physically in the home, but in pictures as well, it makes me feel like I'm going from space to space to space to space. Mm. Um, and it kind of chops up the flow. But if you have neutralized the color palette and you have a good flow of one color, yeah. if not maybe two, then it makes me feel like I'm flowing through versus going from space to space. It makes you feel like you have more square footage. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, just taking it back to neutralizing it so that people don't come in and they know that they can move in instantly, especially in today's market. You know, so many people are having to go in at their top dollar Oh yeah. right off the bat. So that means that once they, if they do get the house, they have no money. Yeah, they're they're kind of tapped out to be able to make those changes Correct. or paint, even Correct. though it sounds simple. It's a lot of stuff, even with furniture. Sometimes I know a lot of buyers now are even looking, if you can leave furniture behind, yes. because like you said, they've gone to the top of their budget just to purchase the home. And a lot of times, you know, even first time home, well, obviously first time home buyers, but even people that are buying their second or third home, mm-hmm. they're usually leveling up. So they're getting a home with more square footage. Yeah. So they may not have furniture to fill those spaces. But one thing also is talking about furniture, 
the flow is different mm-hmm. too. So we may have a big sectional because we have five people in our family and some dogs yeah. that take up a lot of seating space. But when we're trying to show off the square footage, the more open floor space that you have, the more open you know, corners and walls that you have, the more you can feel that square footage. So some of the suggestions that I sometimes make is remove this, mm-hmm. reposition this, use something smaller. Um, so it's it's a very different spin in every single house. I yeah. have had it, it is always a different experience, and I've been doing this for five years. So it's, five years, yes. How, how, how do you do with? Um, do you ever get pushback? Because people like their stuff, right? And and right. a lot of people um, are attached to their home. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of pride in their home, and of course, you got the people too that feel they're right all the time. So you're giving them these suggestions, yes. And they hired you to give that mm-hmm. expert advice. Yes, but who hired me? Most likely it's a real estate agent. Oh, okay. So the real estate agent has asked me to come in Mm -hmm. and make these suggestions so that I can be um, the professional. Yeah. Because a real estate agent isn't necessarily the one that knows about how a home should look. They know how to sell it. They Mm -hmm. know the numbers. They know, you know, comps in the area, but they don't necessarily know how the best, the house can reflect itself in its best. Mm -hmm. So... Pushback, yes, but I, again, every situation is very different. Okay. You have to read your audience mm. and you know the second you walk through that door, or I know the second I walk through the door, what the situation is going to be like. So yes, I get pushback. And if somebody came in and told me that I needed to do the list that I usually create, um, I don't, I'm not there to offend. Uh-huh. So I have a spiel that I give that I'm there to be the pickiest buyer that crosses their threshold. So it has nothing to do with my style, my taste. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you as the homeowner's style or taste. Mm-hmm. It's how can we appeal to the masses versus just one specific buyer or buyer group. Mm-hmm. Um, so pushback has been challenging. Um, I've had a couple of situations where they just from walking through the front door, I know you're going to tell me to paint, but we're not <laughs> painting. I know you're going to tell me that we need to replace this, but we're not doing that. And then I'd say, well, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't tell you because you're going to hear it in the end yeah. from the feedback that the real mm-hmm. estate agent of the buyers, you know, Provide, yeah, why, yeah. why did they not like this or what did they like about this house? So I always say, again, would not be doing my job if I didn't tell you. Mm-hmm. And I have found that out of those specific situations, Usually 75% of them end up changing their mind by the time I've finished walking through. That's awesome. Because I'm giving them reasons why. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking them to do work just for the fun of it. Yeah. And I'm not volunteering to come over in my coveralls and help them paint. <laughs> However, I'm making them understand that painting, again, is the most cost-effective way to neutralize your house. Yeah. And then floors. Floors are important to buyers as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, offering a credit for new carpet yeah a lot of times that's what agents like to make the recommendation of and i think that's awesome but you as a buyer come in and go they are paying me to buy their house already i'm offering you five thousand dollars to replace your carpet or replace the carpet before you move in yeah well first off if i'm offering you five thousand you as the buyer are gonna go no i'm gonna need eight thousand and then also it's you're already telling them they have a job to do. They already have to put money into the home. Mm -hmm. So ideally it's you are going to find someone that can come in and install the carpet before that. 
um, cost-effective padding, cost-effective yeah. carpeting. Mm. You know, again, everything that well, I then it looks and smells fresh, correct. so that, that helps. Correct. Yeah. The paint and the floor, and then sometimes fixtures. Mm. Amazon today, it's not like I'm sending people to Shades of Light or Ferguson. I'm sending them somewhere that they can find something. Big box stores today carry amazing fixtures, yeah. hardware, um, cabinet knobs and pulls. So I'm sending them recommendations that are going to be cost effective for them. And yeah. Amazon is our best friend for sure, because it can be on your doorstep tomorrow. No excuse. Put it you up. You can't beat it. And if you can YouTube it, you can put it up. You can install right. something. If you can YouTube, if you can use YouTube, <laughs> then you can definitely install a light fixture. And a lot of the things, again, I'm not saying that everything that I recommend is a do-it-yourself situation, but right. I try to make sure that I point out what inspectors aesthetically see, mm-hmm. um, and then I I talk about of you know what the the buyers are looking for. Today. Yeah, and you've been doing it long enough that you can you know really give that advice and, and point things out to, you know to help them, and if they realize it's going to help their bottom line at the end of the day, right? Help help their return. I think that's what they're shooting for. They're trying to sell their home. Exactly. Um, so what about the different areas? So you're not going to give the same advice to somebody. You know, I know these, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there, right? Franchway or something like yeah, that, right? Yeah. So you got all these different styles. How do you know how to recommend the right thing to the right client? So you want to, tr- I, I make sure that I stay on trend. Mm-hmm. I make sure that I'm keeping up with, and when I say trend, I use that as in, making sure that I don't get stuck in a rut, but also knowing, knowing the market and the areas. Um, it really is just learning, you know, seeing, I I don't necessarily look up what comps look like in that area, Mm. but I know if it's a family, if it's a younger family, if it's a, I've kind of, again, learned along the way what certain areas buyers look like. Okay. Um, and it's hard to say this first time home buyer, this is a first time home buyer's home because today's first time home buyer is at a whole nother level mm. than 10 years ago. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's just been a learning process for me where I've, I've kind of figured it out. But I also tell buyers that they don't have to do any of these recommendations that their, their agents are going to list the house no matter what. Right. But once I leave, I create an action plan. Um, that is that detailed list of everything that I've talked about. Yeah. And not only do the the sellers get that list, but their agent gets it as well. So then once they've reviewed it, their agents had a chance to review it, then they can kind of sit down together and come up with a, okay, what are you willing to do from this list? Okay. Once you do this, then that could change the whole comp comparison for agents. So So if they don't do anything, they might list differently. Exactly. So, you know, if I'm telling people to paint their whole house and let's just say it's going to cost $3,000, it could level their pricing up $10,000. You know, if they're changing out their floors or replacing their carpets or replacing their appliances. Um, One thing that's big is painting cabinets. And a lot of people frown upon that. Okay. Um, but it does neutralize, modernize your, your, your kitchen for a price that's so much better than ripping them out and replacing them. Yeah. Um, bathrooms are important. So mm-hmm. it's just where are they willing to put the money and the time into okay. that could then change their listing price. So it's, it's really just 
seeing the houses around, getting an understanding what the style of the home is, you know, colonials, transitional homes, um, mid-century modern, tri-level, split levels, just knowing what that area consists of and knowing kind of who lives and who's migrating to those homes and are the buyers. Um, and then going from there on what my recommendations are. Yeah. So you say you stay up on the, on the trends or at least where the market's going and all these different areas and stuff like that. How, how did you get that knowledge and that education to start out with? So this is not my first job. Well, <laughs> so I started out um, in corporate America, Okay. Um, did that for 15 years and I loved it and it, you know, made me who I am today. But I also realized um, in that time frame, just a little backstory. Um, my husband and I have three daughters, mm-hmm. Ashley, Grace, and Jillian. Um, so that's where the AGG comes from. Got it. Um, they're they're grown now, <laughs> um, but they. I wanted to have a little bit more freedom, but I also wanted to show the girls what doing what their passion is could yeah. be like. Mm-hmm. Um, so Josh and I took a huge leap of faith and I left corporate America and went right into, you know, the, the real estate world um, and the home staging part yeah. of things. Um, so my mom and my dad growing up, I was very hands-on with the, the home building process and the home decorating process. My dad um, was in construction um, for commercial construction for, I would say, probably 20 years. Um, And then he transitioned into custom cabinets and millwork. That is a very small definition of what he does. It is, it's everything. So it's cabinetry, Mm. um, but it's all custom. It's trim, it's doors, it's staircases, it's mantles, it's, all these beautiful, intricate, very detailed things. Um, And my mom was a teacher by trade. However, she did interior design work as well after hours for my whole entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents built three homes together. And then um, when they separated, my mom bought a house and she since then has bought 10 homes. And I use the word flip very loosely because my mom buys a home that's beautiful Mm -hmm. and then makes it even more amazing. Um, But she lives in it. Okay. And so I've seen lots of different transformations along the way. So I I like to say the apple didn't fall far from the tree kind of thing. Um, So so, how how did that affect you watching your dad? Your dad was an entrepreneur? um, No, he... No, he always worked for a company Okay. or, um, yeah, always worked for a company. Well, I asked you that because you said you really wanted to show your, your children Mm -hmm. that you could pursue your passion. Mm -hmm. And what was it about that transition? Were were you not happy in corporate America or was it just eating at you? Well, I guess it's not that I wasn't happy. Um, it just seemed like I had reached the top. Of yeah. where I was going Plateau, to be. Plateau, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so just <clears throat> throwing things around. It wasn't necessarily that, you know, I'd been dreaming of doing this one day. Okay. It was just something that Josh and I started having a regular conversation um, about. And finally, just one day, it was, okay, we just need to do this. We need to stop talking about it and just 
move forward. Yeah. Um, so I left corporate America and Josh was very supportive. It was challenging. You know, the first year was very, very challenging because it seems like, and still to this day, it seems like we put so much in mm-hmm. to build our business and we keep putting right back in what we're getting out. But yeah. to say that I just, I love every minute of my girls seeing how much hard work it takes. You know, this, this is not just handed to you on a silver platter. Oh, Look, yeah. you want to start a home staging company. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Um, you know, there's courses and there's certifications yeah. that are out there. But this is a job that I think is very, you, you have to be hands-on. Okay. You have to experience how to do it. It's not like you can read a manual yeah. and go into somebody's house. Um, I, I don't you gotta have the, you gotta have the talent too, right? right? I was because gonna say, I don't know how to say you, you talk about the certification and that would be, that would be like the science. This is how to, and you get this manual, right. but you still gotta have the art behind that. Cause right. not everybody has the keen eye. Like you said, you can walk through and you can say, well, this corner needs something smaller. Right. Well, a book doesn't tell you that that's something that, that you just have as a talent. Right. So, and that's, I think, very hard to teach people. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think I am the way I am because of my mom and my dad and yeah. what I learned from them as they built and as they decorated and as they designed different things. So um, I think for doing this to have a little, <laughs> I started my own business thinking that I was going to have more family time. <laughs> That is not the case. It's not? It's not the case. Oh, man. It's not the case. Um, there have definitely been 17-hour um, days. Yeah. Um, don't see my girls before I leave. Don't see my girls when I get home. Um, because, it, you know, I started out as a one-man show. Yeah. For sure. I mean, just, you know, nobody wants to help me load and unload boxes. and mm-hmm. you know. How do you feel about that trade-off? Because... A lot of people have this misconception or this notion that, look, I don't want to work for somebody else. And I've, I know from entrepreneurship, like you will quit a 40 hour a week job to work 80 hours for yourself. Yep. So like, how's that, how's that trade off for you? What does it feel like? So I would say, you know, starting off where I was on day one. I had the vision that I was going to have this extra free time. I was going to be able to be at home when my kids were at home. I was yeah. going to be able to go when my kids weren't. Um, I, it goes back to them seeing, I love what I do. Yeah. I love what I do. And, and my girls get to see that on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other, the biggest thing I think for me is that it's not just me anymore. Josh was able to come on board and help me um, build the business side. Yeah. I, I did all of the little intricate things that you have to do to run a business on my own as far as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I wasn't growing anymore. So Josh was willing to stop what he was doing in corporate America, yeah. come and help me um, develop my brand a little bit more, um, work the back of the house accounting, bookkeeping, social media, um, just all these things that I just couldn't do, didn't mm. know how to do. Yeah. Um, and then my brother-in-law, um, Josh's, Josh's brother, was able to 
join me as well. He works full time. He is mm-hmm. our logistics manager. So he kind of runs the warehouse, runs the day of staging. Yeah. Um, so manages inventory and that kind of thing. And now my sister-in-law, who is on maternity leave right now, we're, we're excited about that. But Josh and Jordan's sister mm-hmm. um, has been able to join us full time as well. Yeah. Um, and she now is doing all of the things that Josh was doing before. So she's handling the scheduling. She's handling the marketing. She's handling sending everything to an account and mm-hmm. just making sure that everything's being taken care of. Our oldest daughter, Ashley, has been able to work with us here and there and do some of the social media and be hands-on with me for the staging side of things. Yeah. Um, it's a and true family business. It is. So it's not just the name, AGG, mm-hmm. bringing in your, your kids, but like it's truly the fabric of your business's family. Yep. And so I think that's what it all boils down to is I've always wanted it to be something that they could, the girls could come and join me if yeah. they ever wanted to. Right. Um, <clears throat> but it's opened up so many other doors now that I mm. never would have imagined that my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my husband could all be part of it. Now, the other part of that is that it opened a whole nother door for Josh, mm. which then created a whole nother door for the two of us together. Okay. Um, and then also Jordan, my brother-in-law. So we have branched off and created a sister company, um, which is AGG Properties. So that's the investment properties, mm. uh, investment team that we go in and we purchase homes and we flip them. Yeah. Um, so that's just, I mean. That's, that's incredible because you got that. AGD redesigns, you step out on faith and leave your your corporate job. And yeah. I, I know so many people are fearful of leaving that security. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be a false sense of security, to be honest with you, because um, a job can let you go anytime they want. Yes. But True. it has branched out to help so many other people in your family and in your circle. And what did it feel like to have your family have the faith in you or the trust in you to, to come on board? I mean, just the fact that I was had the opportunity to even offer it yeah. blew my mind. But the yes, the fact that they wanted to. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah. They wanted to be part of it. They wanted to come and, and, and be part of our family business. That's that to me. It just is amazing that they even wanted to deal with Josh and I on the first, <laughs> first page. But, but the yeah. fact that they, they did trust us, they mm-hmm. trusted that we had something successful enough that they could leave their full-time jobs and come in and join us. So yeah. it makes me feel great. You know, again, Kellen is on maternity leave and when she comes back, she's going to be able to spend time with her, her new son and, yeah. you know, it's she can do things remotely, so that's amazing as well. Um, and then the AGG redesigns home staging side of things that gives you know Jordan's working for that side, but it's also we're able we were ab- able to add more people to our team. Mm-hmm. Now he has a little bit more freedom to go do work with the AGG properties side of things, yeah. so he can be a project manager on a property that we're working on. Or, you know, just oversee some projects that are going on. So it's it's great. It's yeah. great. We've also been able to do some summer internships with college students. Really? Um, we actually had two last year and we're going to, we have two so far lined up. Um, this is the last week, you know, that colleges are finishing up their exams. And you know, okay. so we have two that will be joining us um, for the summer. So that's, and I think that's how does that work? Do you reach out to the colleges or are they reaching out to you or is they've, it organic? I mean, they've always it? reached out to us. You know, we, we advertise on social media that yeah. we're hiring part-time because that's, that's all we really need. Staging is, um, it's sporadic, but it's also, it's, we just don't need movers yeah. 40 hours a week. Okay. Um, and I don't, I I don't want somebody dependent on just those positions again are just more part-time. So we've advertised and, you know, some people have been through parents that we know, or they've just seen it on our platforms and reached out. And so we've been able to um, actually incorporate it into an internship program that they can earn credits to go towards classes. Yeah. So, Are you looking to buy or sell your home, but not quite sure if now is the right time? Well, contact Morgan & Co. and allow them to help you make that decision. Morgan & Co. is a leading, top producing company in Central Virginia. Contact Morgan & Co. today at 804-874-6806 or anytime, day or night, at www.morganandcorealty.com. Now back to the episode. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's always good to give back and yes. to um, let people see what could be for them, right? So they're coming in, they're doing an internship, maybe with a goal to work as a designer or something like that, but maybe ultimately to be an entrepreneur right. and to see that that's possible. And I think that, yes, I always want want whomever comes in to go, oh, this is my dream job. This is what I want to do. Yeah. But I also feel like for the most part, it's, them coming in and seeing that a woman run business, you know, they have, they could do that. Yeah. You know, they could start a business out of a passion that they have. And, you know, that I think to me has always been the most important thing. Just I'm helping people mm-hmm. sell their home. 
buying and selling a home is the biggest, you know, stepping stone in most people's lives. Right. Um, so I love that I get to be part of that, whether it's I'm doing the consultation with mm-hmm. them or if it's I'm staging a home um, or even on the AGG property side, when we're working in those investment properties, our mindset's always we are building a home for a family. Yeah. And then, you know, we're we're creating a better property than was there before. We're helping the neighborhood yeah. better itself. Um, Increasing the property values, like exactly. you said, of the neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, just our whole goal is to always help wherever we can. You yeah. know, whomever's life we're crossing paths with, that, that we're able to contribute something. And that's another yeah. thing that we're trying to show our girls, too, that, you know, we will always go every step that we need to to make sure that we're doing everything that we can yeah. in, in any situation. Yeah. And giving it your best. It's not always monetary either. So no. like you're saying, sometimes you have to do what's best for the community mm-hmm. and in turn, the community is going to look out for you and take care of you and exactly get buy in. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's, I mean, you know, our kids have definitely seen that uh, it's not always about the money. Yeah. You know, because we are my first year of stepping away from a steady income salary. Um, they learned, okay, we can't just ask or expect anything mm-hmm. that mom's working as hard as she can. Um, you know, and, and they've never really been ex- expected big things or expected that we were just always get them things. But yeah it's been interesting to see how they have changed their ways and their expectation levels of um, mom's working really hard. Dad's working really hard. If we're going to do something, they get excited about doing just the smallest things. So that makes me feel rewarded as well. That it's not always, Oh, that other family is going on this big trip while mom and dad are working. Right. They understand the bigger picture. Correct. Exactly. How did you push through that first year? Because I know you you took um, a large capital investment. Mm-hmm. Um, you stepped away from your job. So not only the investment in starting a business, but you lost an income or mm-hmm. a portion of the household income. Mm-hmm. And then you say, oh, everybody pretty much knows the first year in business, it's got to be the toughest. Mm-hmm. So how did you push through that first year? Um, well, like I said before, just every penny that I earned mm-hmm. went right back into my business. It had to because I had to develop inventory Mm -hmm. to be able to stage homes. Um, I had to, you know, put forth money towards, you know, I started out with a storage unit and renting a box truck, a U-Haul or budget rental truck. Um, And I knew that I wasn't going to be able to grow if I had to continuously make those types of payments. Um, and of course I had to build my inventory with, you know, I can't just survive off of having enough inventory to stage five houses. Yeah. Now we have enough to stage 45 homes. Good. And so, nice. you know, we were then able to move from one storage unit to two storage units to three storage units. And now we were in a second warehouse. So mm. we have a, a warehouse that has an office um, we have a box truck. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, we just had to push through. We had to, um, 
cut pennies. <laughs> um, you know, just every every dollar went back into it. Yeah, and, and that's we wouldn't be where we were today if we hadn't used that mentality of I basically didn't get an uh, income. Yeah, you know, for the first year, and it was just we just had to tighten our belts. Yeah, I think that's a smart way to grow <laughs> and to do business. Um, and a lot of people uh, draw out of their business, and that may be a, a large reason why they fail, mm -hmm. or they're looking at um, appearing successful too early. Right. And then that, that kind of takes away a lot of the capital that you could use to grow your business. Right. And that was that was one thing that was hard for me, not necessarily make, looking like I was bigger than I was, mm -hmm. but understanding that I needed to, I always panicked. Like, okay. what if I don't get this many stages next month? Mm -hmm. And having Josh there to remind me that if, even if I don't have that many stages, I still need to take money and put it into my inventory. Yeah. Because if I can only stage five houses, then what am I going to do? Yeah, you've got a ceiling. And you <clears throat> can't exactly. grow past that. Exactly. So, you know, when we'd have a really, really great month, I'd get so excited because I'd go, oh, look at all that money in the bank account. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to sit right there. And Josh is like, no, we need to buy eight sofas. Yeah. We need to buy, you know, two dining room tables. We need to do this. And so it just, you know, it, it, it's a learning process for me that has been very interesting. And I, I have had the opportunity to, to go to staging conventions and I've mm -hmm. had the opportunity of taking, you know, some online training courses and, and meet with local stagers here in the area and talk yeah. with them through networking. Um, and I feel like most of their stories are very similar, um, but you have to get through that first year. Yeah, you have to get through that first year. If you don't make it through the, if you if you can't, you know, if you haven't been able to set up a nest egg okay. of you know salary to to make sure that you're able to pay, then it's tough. Yeah, it really is tough because you you just you have to have money that goes right back into your. Your business yeah. and you've got a family and life is still happening right mm -hmm. so you still got the normal day-to-day -day things is happening you got to like you said your girls they they have wants and needs you got to maintain your house and, right. and things like that so it's really like you said bootstrapping mm -hmm. and being focused on that vision you're like look i know where this can go and i'm right. dedicated to that right and i feel and i'm i'm not saying i'm there yet five years in not there yet um but i see it i see what you know, Josh is constantly asking, where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? And I think one of his main question, reasons for asking that is, do I want to constantly be the one that is doing yeah. the staging, that is doing the consultations? Mm -hmm. You know, do I want to hand that off to somebody and open up opportunities for me to be doing other things? Yes, sure, I do. But um, maybe not. <laughs> just kidding no but i you know he's constantly asking me i do see what i want okay. i do see where i want hg redesigns to be in the next two years and and i do want someone that can do the staging yeah. i do want someone that you know is running this portion and is running this portion and is running this por portion and not you know expecting me to be or needing me to be so, there. so you can step more into a CEO role to where you're, you may have some hands on, I know it's your passion, right? but you, you can step back and, and manage the organization as a whole mm -hmm. 
rather than being in the weeds on the day to day. But also maybe expanding what what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that my biggest fear is not being able to be hands on with the creative side. Mm-hmm. That's where my passion is. But I also feel like there's there's more opportunity for me in the staging world. You yeah. know, even if it is talking with new, you know, stagers, you know, new to the the industry. Have you staged or designed any um, corporate spaces? I know corporations I do a lot. I have. Too. I've done several um, offices. I'm actually working with um, a business that, due to COVID, mm-hmm. um, they had offices all over um, and, you know, turned into that remote working yeah. that, that we all have experienced. Um, and they want to stay on that. So instead of having offices to work in they are used they've gotten rid of several of their um buildings Mm -hmm. and they're condensing down to certain areas and having a building spread out i guess you know i mean they had one in reston they had one here in richmond they have them in other states as well but basically what i've been able to do is instead of having your office, your office, your office. We all work from home now, but we still have to have a place where we can meet with our coach, we can meet mm-hmm. with our team, we can meet with, you know, contractors, you know, different things. So I'm I'm working right now to, um, you know, if it were my office that I work in all the time, I'm going to mm-hmm. have my own artwork up. I'm going to have my yeah. own furniture. I'm going to have my own accessories and decor in my office but now that it's not your office or my office anymore but it still needs to have a good feel and not just be stark and sterile Mm -hmm. i'm working with their furniture from all of these offices pulling it all together making it make sense and then adding the accessories and decor so and then they're going to model this office and use it for their other offices that they are keeping okay um but i have worked with other businesses to help them develop you know, their lobby look or their their office, you know, their team offices or their employee lounges. Yeah. Um, and I've also done some work with uh, two local restaurants, you know, how to make their brand come out within their space. Yeah. Um, I didn't think about restaurants, but you're right. Restaurants have a, a, a huge design <laughs> yeah. You know, factor. Yeah. And I like that my passion and my draw is definitely to investment properties. Okay. I, yeah. I I love the the fresh clean clean slate that an investment property has. Yeah. Um, you know they're usually on trend with things. Um, I like that size as well. I like the three bedroom four bedroom home with you know one to two living spaces and mm-hmm. kitchen and dining area or smaller. Um, that's my draw. But I'm also starting to dabble a little bit in Airbnbs. Um, so coming up with a package for you know, whomever owns the Airbnb, how can I fully put together yeah. that property? Because it's not yeah. just a sofa and chairs. It's it's everything. Right. And Airbnb is such an experience. So people are going it's, on vacation. Mm-hmm. And so you wanted to have a little bit of a different feel than a home Correct. or than your own home. Uh, I've seen people do a lot on the Airbnbs where it's um, themed. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's what you're doing, but I know people are looking for just the experience period, right? right? So they want to go, even if sometimes it's in your same city, mm-hmm. sometimes you just want to get out of your own home. Mm-hmm. You want to, what do you call it? Staycation? You know, yeah, going back to- <laughs> exactly. But also, you know, Richmond, 
I mean, you haven't experienced all of Richmond. No. I haven't experienced yeah. all of Richmond. So there's so many things around here. But in the research that, that I've been able to do, and, you know, I've had the opportunity to attend several Airbnb meetup, you know, groups, um, you do, you're creating a, a stay for people. You know, some of the Airbnbs are more geared towards, let's say, traveling nurses yeah. or contractors that have to go somewhere and work for a month. Mm -hmm. They don't want to stay in a hotel room. They yeah. want to stay somewhere that does feel, like, feel like home. home. Yeah. Um, but you also have to think about the amenities of what what do you need? Richmond, you know, it could be that you're creating, uh, you know, local breweries, mm -hmm. you know, play, play your decor off of that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's important to do your research of the area where the house is so that you can then create that experience for them, show them where they can go. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's a whole nother aspect of des home design and, and yeah. staging. Um, but that's something else that I'm, I'm kind of venturing into as well. But I can because it's my business. Uh, I love right. that. Yeah, it's so it's, awesome. There's so it's many. It's mine. Yeah, nobody can tell you what you can't do. Well, I mean, to an extent. Well, I, I'm saying with, with your vision. Right. I'm not right, saying that right. you're. But the market will always kind of be dictate my yeah. person that's telling me what I can and can't do. But yeah. it's great. I it just allows me to continue. I'm never going to get bored. I'm never going to be tired of what I'm doing because I'm doing what my passion is. But there's always another avenue of where my passion could lead, and just seeing what other opportunities Josh and I together can offer. Yeah. You know, one day, you know, our oldest is 21. So she's figuring out what she's, what her life's going to be. And mm -hmm. she's, she's has many talents Yeah. and our younger two are 16 and 17. So there's always that chance that I might just hit the nail on the head with something. And one of them go, that's what I want to do. And yeah. I want to be able there. No, I, I want to be able to be there and offer that opportunity. That's and that's, awesome. that's something that Josh and I, have, we've always talked about of <clears throat> what can we do that our girls are going to want to join in? Mm -hmm. How can we create this experience that they see that makes them want to do? Not necessarily what we're doing, right? but want to start something that they're passionate about. Yeah. And it's, I mean, we're starting a little later in life, you know, trying this whole entrepreneurship, but we're loving every minute of it. Yeah, seems like a lot of fun. Great people. Oh, yeah, Look awesome. At you. <laughs> Met you. Yeah, it's like, awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. And um, what, like you said, once you're getting out and you're, you have this freedom. I mean, we may have never met if you're stuck in a cubicle somewhere, right? But when you're living your passion, it just open up doors for you and opportunities, and it's really awesome. It is, and I do. We do. We have the opportunity to meet so many great people, and they yeah. all. They all seem to have the same passion that we do Yeah. of the creating an amazing space, creating a great family home, creating a great product, um, giving back and creating something for the community. It, it seems like it always comes back to that yeah. in in the, the industry that we're in now. So that just makes me even more excited. I didn't have any entrepreneurs um, in my family that I could look to and it, doesn't sound like you did either. Your no. parents were awesome, but they were yep. employed and, you know, just day to day. That's kind of the generation that exactly. it was, Exactly, 100%. Right? Non-fibers. Uh, so, so who did you look to to say, look, I can do this? Just you? Just me and Josh. Wow. 
Yeah. I mean, it literally was just like, well, if you're going to do it, we got to do it. Yeah. Rip the bandaid off. Yes. And that's really what it was. We just took that leap and Mm -hmm. I'm glad we did. Because I think about where would we be if if we were still, we would be good. No complaining. But it definitely, I wouldn't be excited to get up every day. Yeah. Excited for what I'm doing. Excited for what's to come. Just because I would be in my routine. And there's never a routine in what I'm doing. Oh, definitely not. Not with um, real estate. Every every day is different. Every house is different. Mm -hmm. And my husband, he's guilty. He's that realtor that makes (laughs) staging and and that type of thing always, we need this done yesterday. Okay, no problem. Yeah, no. (laughs) No problem. So um, I got to play off of a question that you talk about. Um, Josh brings up. Okay. So not quite what you see yourself in the next five years, but you're already five years into this. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself as successful? Because you say you're not quite there yet. Yes. Very successful. Because back to, this is going to make me get a little chipped up. My family yeah. works with me. Mm-hmm. I was able to create something that gave family members opportunities. And, and it's just going to continue to go that route yeah. because we are just continuing to build our brand and continuing to start new opportunities. <clears throat> Very successful. Yeah. Sorry. But I, I think that I'm successful. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. And I think to me that that is success in that, itself. That's very important. Um, that, and that I'm glad you brought that up because that's the true definition of success. Yes. And so people have a lot of pressure in today's age to be what somebody else's definition of success is or what somebody else thinks right looks like. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the case. And I found many times that sometimes you chase that and once you get it, you realize this isn't what I wanted. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. My idea of successful may not be the same as Josh's I, you know, idea of success. You know, just I think I am successful because I'm still here. Yeah. You know, I'm still doing home staging, mm-hmm. still doing my passion. I'm still growing. Yeah. The fact that my business is still growing speaks success. Oh, absolutely. I'm not rolling in the dough. But that's not what this was all. It wasn't all about. I'm surviving. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm able to provide and able to grow. So that's success. That is success. Yeah. And in ten years, in you know five more years, <laughs> I might still be kind of right where I am monetarily. Well, maybe not. You've got different trenches. Well, that's now, what I'm saying. Right. Just, so you've got yeah different. Because I'm you're I'm, growing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's incredible. Thanks. Thank you. Um, I thank you so much for your time. I thank you for coming on the show and sharing um, all that you have. So I got something that I love to do on every episode. Okay. Um, the show is Success Leaves Clues podcast. Okay. So I like to point out a couple of clues that I noticed throughout our conversation. And I'm quite sure the people who are listening might pick up some other things as well. Okay. Um, so one, I'm going to touch on what you just spoke on last, which was uh, pursuing your passion. Mm-hmm. And I feel like once you're in your passion and you're following your dream, you really can't go wrong because you can even be the so-called starving artist 
but you're happy with what you're doing and you're enjoying it um, daily, right? 100%. So I think that's um, very important. So many people live a a dead end life and life is for the living, you know what I mean? And they're going into a job that they hate. Mm -hmm. They spend more hours at this job than they do with their family. And that's what I love about entrepreneurship is because I want the freedom to be able to spend time with my kids. I want to go to a um, music performance at my kid's school without having right. to be like, ah, well, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So even though the hours might be longer, it's on your time. Correct. So I think that's really important. Um, I got um, what you follow from your parents mm -hmm. and seeing, you know, what your mom was able to do, what your dad was able mm -hmm. to do with their craft. And I think we have to have somebody that we can look up to to help us aspire to be who the best, be the best that we can be, yes. you know, in and of ourselves. And um, uh, the next thing I saw was uh, your willingness to step out on faith. None of this would be possible at all if you weren't willing to, um, you know, trust in God and just say, look, I'm going to do this. I'm going to step out on faith and everything's going to be okay. And everything has been okay. It has. Yeah. It has. And, and that is 100% true. Yeah. God was there every step of the way. Yeah. Guiding myself and Josh. Oh, yeah. And my girls. Mm -hmm. Just supporting. Guiding us away. Guiding us back. Yeah. So, yeah. But it, it all boils down to family. You know, Josh always asks me, what are you doing this for? Doing mm -hmm. it for my family. Yeah. It's your why. That's my why. Always has been. <laughs> Always will be. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, I want to remind everybody, if you can dream it, you can achieve it. Until next time on Success Leaves Clues Podcast. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.